Hey everyone, this week's show is going to make you laugh a little bit, perhaps blow you away. At the very least, it will enlighten you to the possibility of miracles. What is a miracle? By definition, a surprising and welcome event that cannot be explained by natural or scientific laws and is therefore considered to be the work of a divine agency. <laughs> I am chuckling because this interview was so much fun to do. So welcome to this week's episode of Wake Up, Kick-Ass, Repeat. All right. I've been waiting to do this interview for quite some time, but quite, quite frankly, I could not imagine doing this without personally seeing this guy hugging and crying a little bit over the fact that he is still alive and living his best life. And I got to do that a couple of months ago. So I want to introduce to you my friend, Doc Sawyer. Hello, Doc. Hey, Patty. How are you doing today? Doing well. Doing good. Good. I met Doc about 16 years ago when I had moved to the Outer Banks of North Carolina, Manteo, North Carolina, to be specific, which is on Roanoke Island. For those of you that want to geographically connect with this, we connected on several levels. Number one, he owns a local Ford dealership where I was so blessed to trade in my big Tahoe for a Ford. And he also attended my men's only core program at the Y that I started to which was a huge success and we had a lot of fun. Oh my he gosh, also, that's a memory. That is a long time ago. <laughs> he also when I first moved there <clears throat> brought me Brunswick stew when I was sick. I remember this cuz I was up uh, I think it's a third floor walk up and he left some at my doorstep and he worked with me on his journey into triathlons. Also, he fully made me see that having faith in something greater than myself would serve me throughout my life. He's, he's one of a kind. He's one of my dearest friends. And I want to introduce you to Doc Sawyer. So, Doc, I want you to tell the listeners a little bit about yourself, where you were born, how long you've lived on the beach, about your football days. We're going to kind of keep it in a box a little bit, so don't go on long tangents like you and I have a tendency to do. So here we go. This is Doc Sawyer. Okay. Well, I was, I had a birthday Monday. I turned 66 and I've been, uh, I was born on the, I was born in Manio, which is the Outer Banks of North Carolina. And for those who are listening to the Outer Banks, we are the home of Wicked Tuna. We are the home of that TV show, Outer Banks. And we're also the home of the Ford Bronco Outer Banks edition. So that's that's where I live uh, in North Carolina. Uh, I was born in 1957, so that makes me 66. I'm still working out. Uh, graduated Manio High School. Then I went to University of North Carolina in Chapel Hill. Played football there four years. Then I taught school for six years as a band director. Imagine that. And uh, then after that, I, 
my, my, my family owned a Ford dealership and I knew that I had to come home, but I wanted to stay, I want to be on my own to know that I can make money on my own and, and make it on my own. And I got married and came home with Robin, my wife of 38 years marriage. And so I've been running a Ford dealership ever since. So if you come buy a car, you can get a song and a dance. <laughs> Well, Doc has really had quite an interesting life. Now, at what point in your life did you decide it was time to start exercising again? Because I, when we met, you were in and out of it. Yeah, well, I never really stopped exercising. The question is, like, what exercises are you doing? And I was still in the football mode. And I, there's nothing wrong with, I guess, the football mode of, mode of exercising. Uh, that's where you get on a bench, you do three sets of benches, then you do militaries and overheads and this and that and the other. But uh, that just didn't seem to, I mean, that that's good for a while, but it, it takes men a long time to get out of that football mentality of exercise. You still have to lift weight. But uh, before I met you, uh, my wife started, we started doing body for life for a while. And that kind of changed your body some. Uh, of course, I weighed a lot more than I did back then and you've got to start you, you've got to start slimming yourself down if you're a man or a female out there if you come from college you, you've got to work on slimming yourself down some because your knees are screaming get that weight off you're hurting me <laughs> you know but uh, I remember of course when we were doing you got us doing triathlon stuff and got excited but I was in a class one day and I asked uh, one of the trainers there I said you know what nothing's happening with my body. It's just not working. So she suggested that I go do a hit class. I didn't even know what hit meant. And, uh, I went in there that Saturday morning and when I walked in, about 25 other chicks walked in and no guys, and I'm going, is this a dance class? You know? And so it wasn't. <laughs> and after 25 minutes, I was toast. And the next Sunday morning, I could hardly get out of bed. And Robin goes, what is wrong with you? I said, I don't know what I did, but it's what I need. And so, you know, HIIT exercises and changing the type of things you do have, has really changed my style and thinking of exercise. And so uh, I always, I had to say, I'm a guy who has a lot of sayings. And uh, one of those sayings is a burpee is a burpee. I don't care who tells me how to do it. If a good looking person tells me or an ugly person tells me or a big person or someone, a burpee is a burpee. You got to hit the day and get back up. So you, you, you got to, so when somebody tells you to do an exercise, just do it. Don't, it doesn't make any difference who it is. It's there for a reason. So, uh, that's how I've changed my exercise. And, and lately I've been working more on core. So that's kind well, of ventured. Well, what were some of the biggest obstacles for you with regard to getting older and, just the way your body began to change, especially when I met you. Well, I I think the first thing I ever did was a half marathon rock and roll in Virginia Beach. And God knows it was tough. And when I, I came home the next weekend, they had a triathlon at the airport and I went and watched it. And everybody was having fun. I mean, everybody was smiling. People come out of the water were smiling. People got off the bike, they were smiling. And they were joking with each other. And people finished the run and were joking. I finished 11 miles and I was not joking at all. <laughs> you know? And I said, well, I think I may want to do this. And so uh, you you were, you were had started doing some training with the people in triathlon. And I didn't know what it was. So it was a whole new game for me. But you've got to get your body in shape for it. I, I couldn't swim. I mean, I couldn't swim. I mean, I could dog paddle, but that's not swimming. Which right, is another right. 
Yeah, which is another one of my pet peeves here is that we just don't know how to swim. So many people are drowning because they don't know how to swim. You're so, absolutely uh, right. Yeah. Now, when I met you, and you mentioned this a little bit talking about yourself, you talked about your weight, and you were heavier than you are now. Describe some of the foods that you grew up on. Oh, my gosh. Here we go. True confessions. Uh, you know, I've been a car dealer. Yeah, I was on the road a lot. So you stop to the fast food stuff. Right. And you have, you have children and uh, life is real fast. And so you reach for the quick things, the high carbs, the sugar, uh, pre-packaged. You open up a packaged pizza, eating a lot of pizza. Mm-hmm. I probably, you know, I, you know we, we've all been through that way and, and we don't know how to cook. Uh, so uh, life really gets in the way because you, we're always in a hurry. And so when you're on the road and plus the other thing, when you ride four hours to somewhere or six hours, mm-hmm. there's not a lot of healthy choices or places to stop. Now there no, is. I think, it's gotten, I, I think it's gotten better. Yeah. But it's not. It, it, you're right. You're absolutely you, right. We you usually need to come right up, with me one day. I'll show you. <laughs> we, <laughs> you end up eating a lot of shit. <laughs> you end up eating a lot of shit food, quite frankly. Now, yeah. do you yeah. do you remember how many conversations we had on nutrition uh, during our time working together? Oh, my God. In my face. How many times face, I like would come coach. up. I'd show up at your work. I'd show up at your house. I was like a stalker when it came to trying to get you to change your eating habits. But, you know, it, it didn't ding dong with me, you know, because when you're in college, you know what they gave us before a game? Steak and eggs. Are you kidding me? Uh, in 1976, they give you steak and eggs before a football game. You don't eat steak and eggs for a football game. You know, that's just... So the thinking with coaching and stuff has got to change with what you eat. And right. until I really lived it, you know, I mean, I'm trying to run a business and stay afloat and that it's just hard to mix it up. And, uh, until now I have my left Rob- Now, um, doc's wife, Robin, you guys have made a lot of changes in the past few years. Um, and I'm going to get to the reason why in a little bit, but tell me a little bit about what you've had to do. Um, you know, within the last five or six years. Well, I'm going to go back a little <laughs> bit further than that. Uh, there again, when you work all day and I'll, and if you're out there, listening to this podcast and you're in your thirties and forties, you're working eight to five. And so when you come home, that's usually when people go to the gym and work out after mm-hmm. five or six o'clock. Well, you know, you're just tired and you, it's hard to lift 125 or 50 pounds and get on your back and do this. You just don't feel like doing it. So she, and Rob, my wife said, we got to start doing something in the morning, which meant I had to get up at 530. Oh, my gosh, that was tough. But after about three or four months of it, it's the best thing I ever did. So you need to exercise in the morning because it makes your day go by so much better. Your knees don't hurt. This don't hurt. Your feet don't hurt. But So you have to exercise first thing in the morning because if you work eight hours a day, and nine hours a day, you're just you're just tired. So that was the first thing I changed is to uh, change when I started working out. So, right. So you made it. You made a sacrifice to get it into your life. Exactly. It was a like I hate to say sacrifice, but you made a lifestyle change, and that was that's a big change to go from trying to be an evening afternoon person to getting up at five thirty. And you don't class. know how many people I talked to that said, "Man, you got to come early at five thirty. Oh my god, I can't get up at five thirty. You know, but the birds do, so get up with them and join. It, you know? just, <laughs> it just makes the day go by better. You're absolutely right. Well, the other thing I know that you did and you embraced is that you learned how to cook. Yes. 
Oh, he's going for a hat change, folks. If you could see him, he's changing hats on me. All right. (laughs) Yeah, we're changing hats. I know y'all can't see this, but when you when a when a winner of a race NASCAR wins a race, he changes hats five hundred times. So I'm changing hats (laughs) right now. I'm on fresh cat seafood. Yeah, I changed. I learned how to cook when when COVID came. I noticed that people people don't know how to cook, and and uh, my mother finally gave me her blessing on cooking collard greens. I mean. I mean, my mother. Oh, uh, one of my favorites, folks. If you have never had good home cooked collard greens, yeah. I, oh my God, oh, yeah. you got to learn how to and, cook and them. And I learned how to make them with that fat back grease. I don't use that. I use some other yeah, stuff. Yeah, I don't use it. I don't use oh, that no, no. either. It's just, it's a technique of what you have to do. And she finally gave me her blessing about a few years before she died. But so what I did was during COVID when everybody was in her home and so and so, I started a, a little Facebook thing called uh, Cook Doc Sawyer, cooking, the cooking car dealer. I remember that the cooking part. And so I did, I did two shows on, on cooking collard greens and like, and there's even like, how do you get the collard green off the stand? There's all kinds of controversy with that. And I cannot begin to tell you how many people and shared that thing was people. I'd go to the car auction four hours away and the ladies at the high the desk would go like, now, do you take and tear your greens off, or do you cut them and slice them? Maybe they're looking at it. That know? is so funny. And then I show people how to cook shrimp, how to get how to de devein shrimp, and all these just little simple things that we. The reason we don't know how to cook is because we're in such a hurry as a family unit. Right. And right. We and, and I never forget one time I was somewhere and talking about food, and I said who does this phone number belong to? And I said, 473-1941. And everybody raised their hand and said, that's Pizza Hut. Everybody <laughs> knows Pizza Hut's takeout pizza number, you know? Well, you know, and the other thing is we, we have become a generation of immediate gratification. So we want it now. So you've got your food delivery services. Every You know, you got your door dashes out there. I'm sure the beach has that. And it's it's easy to run into the store and get your grab and goes meals yeah. that are already prepped, but you don't always know what you're getting. So, you know, I too stress cooking with my clients because you're going to get a lot. You, you know, what's going into your food. It doesn't matter yeah. what you're making. If you're making an apple pie, you know, it's going into your apple pie. So but it, but you also can cook healthier at home yeah. than you can. Now, one thing too is like, like, like you got to stop the processed food. Uh you know, when you go right. look at get, when you look at lunch and meat, it they make it they even make it look like it was cut off the bone. Like, yes, they how do. They do that, and you they think know how real. to do it. You, you know how to do that. Absolutely. And so, I, and so <clears throat> I, I I haven't done processed food in gosh twenty years, long time, Robert. We started that a long time ago. So, but one thing you have to do, listeners out there, you've got to cook a lot of food on Sunday afternoon. So when you're watching a car race or you're watching a football game or a basketball game. Get the TV in your room and start cooking, and you've got to cook your foods on Sunday. Prepare for the week because when yeah. you come home at five thirty from work and there's nothing to eat, your hand goes right to a chip bag. You hear that, folks? He is preaching to you. This is a Preach man. I can Amen. tell you. I can tell you. <laughs> he fought me on change for a long, long time. Now, the biggest reason. I wanted to have Doc on the show, and you've been able to listen to our banter a little bit and <laughs> listen to a little bit about him and get to know where he's coming from, is Doc is my miracle man. Doc had a cardiac event on September 29th, 2022. Go is ahead that correct? Yeah, it's, I don't call it a heart, cardiac event. I had a heart attack. 
he had a heart attack. And I'll probably start crying because the fact that he is here on this earth is a miracle to me. So, Doc, um, this is what I really wanted everybody to know. Tell me about that day. Well, that day, uh, well, first of all, I mean, me have a heart attack? No way, Jose. I just couldn't do it. But, I mean, uh, I had no warning signs. I was going to ride my bicycle with a neighbor from Murphy to Manio. There's a sign in Manio that says Murphy. It said the other end of the state of North Carolina, 563 miles. So, And there's a sign in Murphy that says Manio 563. So we were going to ride our bikes across the state of North Carolina. I had a heart attack on Thursday, and I was going to ride that ride starting on Saturday. So I was so tell me, shape. tell me, yeah, tell me, I mean, kind of back up a little bit. Yeah. What, what happened on that morning? I mean, uh, you well, got up to go to work. Well, the, the previous day I was at the auction in Greensboro. So I'm driving home and I stopped at Chipotle to get something to eat. And they had a new special and there was some kind of seasoning on it. And so I said, all right, I'll get it, try it, see what it tastes like. And as I was driving home that night, I started getting like heartburn. and so probably my heart attack was starting that night as I was driving. I just put it off to a new spice. And, okay. And then that Which night, is normal. I, I mean, everybody yeah. battles indigestion, acid reflux, yeah. that kind of thing. Okay. Yeah. And so uh, the next <clears> morning <throat> I got up and, and uh, I was preparing to go on that ride and I went to Publix to get some kombucha because they don't have kombucha in the mountains. All they got is moonshine. And so I'm not going to drink that. So uh, <laughs> I, I got in the truck. And when I did, that's the last I remember. I crossed four lanes of traffic and I, I just sold that truck to a customer. I was at the beach and mm-hmm. went across the road and went in the ditch and people stopped and they called uh, 911, of course. And, and the first responders, which is the uh, fire department, came out and uh, they got there and knocked the window out. I, I, I had no warning. It just blanked out. It was cool to plug. There was no, 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 there was no shortness of breath. There was no arm going weak. There was no pain in my side. It was boom, pull the plug just that quick. And, uh, they had to drag me out. Uh, I had a hundred percent blocked artery. And when I got to the hospital at hospital, that's kind of when I woke up and realized what was going on. And they said I had a heart attack. I said, no, I didn't. I said, tell me I was in a, tell me I was in a car wreck. And I said, right. no. You're in, I, you had a heart attack and I just couldn't believe it. So, so then they just came into, I had to go to the hospital an hour and a half away in Chesapeake where they, uh, they put a stent in and, mm-hmm. and then, no, uh, they told you, well, they told but, you, they told you your heart had stopped. Right. How, oh yeah. Let me back up. I mean, the, the first responders got there and then the EMTs got there about eight minutes later right? and, right. and, uh, they had to put the, put jumper cables on me, not once, but twice and finally get it going. And I would just say uh, about a month ago, I finally met the lady who was the, the lead EMT on that, on uh-huh. the uh, EMT thing. And she was a local person. When she got there, she said, she said, Doc, I, you know, first of all, they don't, they don't like to talk about it to their patients and stuff, you know, because of HIPAA or whatever. But she asked me, I said, yeah, I want to know who you, I want to know what you saw. Cause I was curious. How, what did you do? What, what was I like? Cause I just can't see right. myself dead. So right. she said, well, when I got to you, you were blue. So I said, was I Duke blue or was I Carolina blue? Oh, my God, Doc. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, I asked her that. <laughs> you got to have a little fun because <laughs> I'm a oh Tar Heel. <laughs> you know, I'm a Tar Heel. <laughs> so, uh, I'm not a Duke fan. I'm a Tar Heel. So. But nevertheless, uh, she started laughing. But she said, no, you're blue. And I saw I went through my procedures. And the second, this is kind of neat, though. Like this, When I jumped you the first time, mm-hmm. I heard a gurgling. I, she said, clear your throat. 
And so they cleared my throat and they jumped again and, I, and my heart started start again. So that was kind of neat. I'm curious on that. Wow. And then, but then I, after that, but when I got that first stand in, he said that was 100% blocked. And uh, then I had to have two more stents put in. But here's something interesting is that when your arteries start to clog up, men and women, is that the human body starts to make collateral arteries going to your heart. And the doctor mm-hmm. said, I had a lot of collateral. You heard that term collateral damage when a bomb blows right. up. Well, your, right, your right, arteries right. start make collateral arteries to your heart. So it's kind of like, I know you're getting plugged up, but I'm going to find another way to get blood to your heart. Isn't that, that's kind of neat. I just that's, never knew that. That's very interesting. The body's a pretty amazing thing. Yeah, now they, they, um, they said you were a hundred percent blocked in this one yeah. artery and that, the doctor you shared with me said only 5% make it through this type yeah, of heart attack. He, he came to me and said, I need to go play the lottery because only 5% make it. And I started ball crying. Oh, I guess so. Absolutely. Um, I know the doctors and the medical staff find it hard to believe that you survived this. Yeah. I mean, the nurses came in and go, like, why are you here? You know, I just like, couldn't believe it, you know? I tell you a little funny story. There's a there's a girl who used to work out with us at the Y, uh, Shannon. She uh, she I mean she she would work out. We used to say you need to start te- teaching class, and so she finally started teaching class at Rifle. Now Rifle stands for Roanoke Island Fitness Lab. You come to the Outer Banks, come join the lab. So she was teaching school. She was writing the the routine one day, and I said, Shannon, I'm glad to see that you're finally teaching class. She said, Yes. Why don't you come to my class one day? Uh, at, at seven o'clock, I said, "Well, I can't. I got to go to work." She goes, "Well, you can see me in my other job." She goes, I, and then I said, "I know because I don't want to see you in your other job." Well, she's the ER nurse over the hospital, right? So, guess who the first person I saw when I went in the hospital? She was up? your nurse. She was there, and I squeezed her hand so hard that it's like, "Oh my God!" I'm sure I broke it, but she she, she said I had a heart attack. I said, "Shannon, no, I didn't." And and that conversation that we had went through my head when I woke up in hers too. She said, I remember bet. that conversation? I said, yep, I remember it. She goes, well, here I Now, I'm going to ask you some questions. Um, were you on top of your regular physicals as far as seeing a cardiologist and no. getting checked out for your cholesterol and things like that? No, I wasn't. I had a physical probably five years prior to that. that right. Was, heart attack was in 22, so I had a physical like five years ago. You know, that I was questioning that for all y'all who are listening, you know, you cannot exercise, eat bad cholesterol. And I went, I went and had my blood checked at Lifeline screen in, uh, let's say in February of last year, which is six months before that. And they right. said my cholesterol was high and, uh, that I needed to go see a family doctor. So I tried to get a family doctor and I just couldn't find one. So you've, everybody's heard the stories you can't get a family doctor now. Right. It was hard to get one. So I just figured, well, you know, you're, you don't smoke or drink and all the bad stuff and you should be able to be okay until I was, until I can get a family. Somebody almost had to die and I take their place in line to get a family doctor. And I thought I could that's, do that. That's, that's a segment for another show for sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but, but nevertheless, uh, uh, for those people who are listening, you know, I, I just didn't get, I don't take any pills. I don't take anything. I don't do any stuff, but you know, it's, it's okay to take a, a statin now to drop your cholesterol because mm-hmm. you, you can change your, your eating habits, which I had, but your body's just going to keep making fat and the liver isn't, it's going to collect and get into it. So, well, well, and a lot of high cholesterol can be hereditary. 
it's not, it's a genetic thing. It's not, you know, of course we want to do everything we can as far as our eating and exercise goes, but some people just have high cholesterol because of their genetics and you might, your your father, but not a heart Mm -hmm. attack, but he said he, but my triglycerides were good and said, I can tell you eat right. So it just blew people away when that happened, you know, uh, but, but, but here's the, but part. So if you listen to the fact that I was in shape and I do eat right. I could, I was back in the game seven days later, back at work, eight hours a day. Well, you what know? are you doing differently now since your heart attack? What am I doing differently? I'm still yeah, eating. Yeah, I mean. I'm, I'm, you, I'm eating right. I'm, 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 I'm doing like I can. I, I understand that what my problem was, high cholesterol. So I'm taking mm-hmm. my pills to get it down. And I'm okay. preaching to people. I'm preaching to people. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I mean, I'm still exercising just as hard as I can. And I. I did go back and I will say that I did redeem myself and I rode from Banner Elk to, to Emerald. I did cross the state of North Carolina on a bicycle. And I know I was going to, I was going to bring that up. Yes. Uh, He, he, um, if you remember folks at the start of this podcast, he talked about doing this bike ride and he did it. And, and you added a little bit extra on the end by finishing in Manio. Oh yeah. So he, um, so if you can tell people how, how many miles was that? Okay. Uh, before we get to that, yeah. I I want to go back to the uh, cholesterol thing. I uh-huh. want to tell people that, and I'm since I've had my heart attack and I talked to people about HDL and AL, LDL, I didn't mm-hmm. know what that meant. Right. I just didn't know. And a good safe for listening, H is a happy, you want that high, L is lousy, mm-hmm. and you want that low. And <laughs> There you yeah, go. So that's a way to remember it, and I didn't know that. But here's the th- other thing is this, is that Lifeline Screening told me that my LDL was high. It was 198. Well, that don't mean that didn't mean anything to me. I don't know what the timeline was. Right. So, here's the example I tell people. If you're listening to this, if you if I was driving on a road that's 55 mile an hour, and I told you that I was driving 65 miles an hour, what would you tell me next? You better slow down because policemen will, high patrolmen will give you a ticket at 65. They'll do 10 right. over on the 55. But if you're going 63, you're probably not. Well. Nobody told me what 198 meant. I nobody showed me the timeline, a physical timeline that you need to be 60, 70. You're at 198. You're making, you're making uh, calcium build up in your plaque. Oh, so they didn't. Okay. So they didn't. So you didn't have an education on exactly what exactly. that number meant. Education. And the other thing, I guess, I wasn't that the educated, the educated part was that I could have had a CT cardiac scan, and I didn't know what that was. I mean, mm-hmm. a couple hundred bucks. And I would just tell people, take your health in your own hand. You may get a doctor and say, ah, oh, you don't need to do this. Ah, oh, you don't need it. It's going to cost you 200 bucks. Well, what's you got to be your own advocate. You got to right. be your own advocate. What is $200 advocate? as opposed to being in the grind, you know? Right, so, right. You're absolutely right. Well, you know, I think from what I'm getting in this conversation, and our listeners may as well, is you did not have a general family doctor. You did not no. have a cardiologist. So in hindsight, do you wish you had been more proactive in getting yeah. those? Yeah, should have. But I mean, I mean, it's just. Coulda, woulda, shoulda. Yeah, I yeah, know. We think we're all healthy, but until it smacks us. I mean, look, and, look at and uh, I And I, I preach to everybody, get your annual physicals. 
get them yeah. done, get your blood work done, ask questions. If you don't understand what's on your numbers, don't just let the doctor say your numbers are fine. Make yeah. sure you understand what those numbers mean. Yeah, you have to know that driving 65 in a 55, you're going to get a ticket. Your LDL is one ninety eight, and it should be seventy. You're gonna have a heart attack, or you're gonna have a you're gonna have something happen to you. Are you nervous about having another heart attack? No, no. I was the first four months when I was laying in bed. Every snitch, flicking thing that would go into you. I mean, you know, I tell people when when your body was when you take a punch by Joe Frazier and an uppercut by Ken Norton, man. I mean, your your body is just it's still jumpy, and you know it's amazing. It it takes about three or four months to calm down and get back in the groove. But now I'm not worried about it again. I'm worried more now about falling off the pit, getting hit in the car by a bicycle or, <laughs> or, or some, somebody well, I think that's a, a better, I think that's a, I think that's a better place to be because we yeah. want you around for worried. a long no, time. I, because I understand my heart is fine. It's just the, uh, the tubes getting to it. The tubes getting to it are a little, are a little rusty. Got a little, <laughs> yeah, little all, corrosion there. Hey, I got this um, right. If you if you could share a few things with people out there who are still in that contemplation stage about making changes in their health, what would you have to say? You got to change. Uh, your your knees are screaming. Uh, your your body's screaming to make a change. Uh, people say, "Oh, I can't work out because my knees hurts." Well, I reckon they do hurt because you're twenty five pounds overweight. And I tell people that. I don't I mean they can slap me if they want to, but I tell it like it is. <laughs> uh, you know, I come from a football mentality. And if you miss the tackle sign, look, here's the film. You missed the tackle. Your head was down. You didn't see the player coming. I mean, it's black and white. You're, it's right. black and white. You're 125. You should be 100. I mean, because you're – so it's not about looks. It's about your knees and your body and your shoulders are screaming at you. Because, like, please lose 15 pounds so I, my feet won't hurt. So you you can do it. You know. Do you feel you, movement – do you, do you feel movement is medicine? Oh, God, yes. I feel so much better. I did hit class this morning, folks. And I did not want to go this morning because everything was sore, but I'm, I'm ready to go the rest of the day. I'm good to go. Do you, um, aside from the heart attack, do you deal with aches and pains? Oh, I've been having aches and pains since I started playing football in ninth grade. <laughs> you know, it's part of life. It's part of life, but I mean. Uh, but you, you don't give get, in, gotta, but but you're not giving into it. Oh, no, it's just part of life. But well, that's the beauty, you do in the, morning. the beauty. Well, the beauty too with Doc is he has a partner in crime with his wife, Robin. Oh yeah, and they support each other. They lift each other up. Um, they both have their own set of health issues, just like all of us. But it is about having a good support system with um, the people you work out. You know, at the Roanoke Island Fitness Center at the, the at the lab. I mean, it, it's a community. So when you have a community that surrounds you and supports you <laughs> and no matter what changes, be it if you want to move more, get stronger, get healthier, it's all encompassing. But don't you feel that community is important? Oh, yeah. So it, it is. And people say, oh, I have a gym at home and I have so-and-so home. Well, yeah, you may do, but you don't have me next to you looking at you going, is that all you're going to do? <laughs> but on the other hand, you don't have me you don't have me next to you to, to you saying, oh, congratulations, you did 10, man. You, I remember when you couldn't even do five. And right. you have, it, it's a positive support. So after you get, you know, after you get 30 years old, you need to be with a group of people so you can judge yourself and, and know where you are. Nobody's going to criticize. It's not, listen, you pay to go to the gym, they don't pay you. So if you don't want to do but eight out of 10, just do eight out of 10. It's better than doing no out of 10. 
That's yeah, so, very true. Well, yeah. you know, you know how much of an inspiration you are to me, to your community. Um, I mean, everybody knows your story with this heart attack. And I think that it's, I mean, you are my walking miracle. I mean, it's, it's, you are here to give a message on a whole lot of levels, but relative to my clientele and the people listening, you can make changes to your health. And well, as I say, when God looked down at Lazarus, Lazarus was dead for four days and he raised him up. And he looked at the doctor and said, oh, he's too easy. He, he just tapped his foot and got right up. <laughs> <laughs> well, d- folks, on that note, you know, understand you got to give up the sugar, the sodas. You got to look for alternatives. It doesn't mean you can't have a treat every now and then. No drinking. You know, every now and then have a cocktail. Smoking, absolutely not. We're going to cross that one right off the list. But you have to move. You have to exercise. You have to get your physicals. And you got to have a really good attitude. And um, Doc Sawyer, I can tell you, you have one of the best attitudes of anybody I know. Oh, yeah. I, got, I have my Ford Raptor hat on. I have Bronco, my Raptor, Bronco hat on. <laughs> Okay. You're plugging the you're plugging Ford, man. I'm gonna have oh, yeah. to make sure we send this to them. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Uh, earlier you're talking about my riding and what I was doing, so I'll go back to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, when I was in the hospital, I'm laying in there, I'm like, and not feeling sorry for myself, but I'm like, you know what, dude, you are going you're gonna ride your bike across North Carolina and you're gonna do a triathlon within a year. And so I did that. And uh when I when I came back you have to and here's when I tell people you gotta take matters in your own hand. Uh, I had to go start cardiac rehab, whatever that meant. So I went over there and they said it'd be 45 days before we can see you. I said, all right. So I come back home. I said, I ain't going to do 45 that. 45 so days before they, yeah. oh, well, I guess from your event until, no, okay. No they, no, they have so many clients. Oh, wow. There's a ton so of people you, that. You had to start, you had to start walking. Had, you had to start doing stuff. There's a people out there that are not in shape and are having heart attacks. They're, I mean, they're ter- it's terrible. You know? Wow. So, That's so amazing. I, I said, you know what? I'm going to do doc rehab. You know what doc rehab is? What is doc rehab? Doc rehab is when you take matters in your hand. I played football. I know how to get myself in shape. How many triathlons and 5Ks, 10Ks, Mary Ks? I know what to do. I got my Apple Watch. <laughs> and I looked at my, my uh, beats per minute, and I got I went to spin class, and I, I just took it easy, and I wouldn't let my heart get over 80 beats a minute. I just kept it low. And then I would increase it little by little. And then, of course, then I started doing crazy stuff, like I would get off the bike and do a few three push-ups, get back on the bike during spin class. When I do spin class, I don't just do spin class. When, when, right. Um, I know. I know. I, I know. I had this term, when you rest, I work. So when, you, when you're <laughs> when, the, when the instructor's resting for a minute, I'm going to work for a minute to get ahead of you. That's the only way I can beat you is to get ahead of you. I never forget you told me to take your, don't wear socks when you run because you can right. pick up time in the trail. Oh, my God, that's so true. So with that attitude, you, you, know, you rest, I work. So I just did my own rehab and – I'll never forget the first time I tried to run. Oh, my gosh. I, I couldn't mo- do more than 10 steps. So I mm-hmm. said, all right, I'll do 10 steps and I'll walk 20. I'll run 10 steps and I'll walk 20. So then I increased it more and more and more. So uh, and, and as we get older, sometimes it's hard to run. So so right now when I do when I run, I will uh, take Berlinda. So it makes you shorter breath. So I'll run 40 or 50 steps and I'll walk 20. Right. And, and I count them in, in my head. And so. You may say, how can you count every time? Well, when you do that, next thing you know, you've already run two, three miles. I mean, right. it just goes by quick. So so I kind of do that. And I'm not, I don't finish first, but I don't finish last either. So so that's well, so Doc, I just did my own Doc, to me, to me, you will always be finishing first. 
in my mind, no matter where you are in that start line. And folks, if you get anything out of this, it, it hasn't been just about the cardiac event. It's about taking matters into your own hands, being responsible for your health, moving it whatever capacity you can move, and just appreciating every day that your body is able to do something. So make sure you get out there and yes. do something. And Doc, I want to thank you for being on my show, for sharing your story. And I hope that you will just keep changing the world one burpee at a time. Okay. And we had, we had to change our last hat to the RD story. Oh, one more RD story. I want you to know before we close off of here, I still have that on my car. I still support you wherever I drive. RD Sawyer's on my car. What's about time to trade that? (laughs) (laughs) I know. All right, Doc. Thanks for being on my show today. Uh, Everybody else, um, please like, follow, or share. Wake up and kick ass. Repeat on your favorite listening platform. Uh, Please DM me with any questions or comments about the show. And until next time, keep training with a purpose for sport and life. Be well. (laughs) 